You're listening to the Coaching Matrix Private Podcast. Everyone. Okay. Welcome to day four. Talking about aligned action. I was just going to start talking and so I wanted to make sure I recorded. As we talk today, um, I want you to pay attention to inspired action that you particularly come up with in your own business and for your own life. Because um, kind of what I've been thinking about is like, we're all trying to create something. The way that we're going to do it is all a little different. And as far as like execution goes and details go, And so I'm going to be giving examples of what I mean by aligned action and, you know, maybe some ideas for you, but always listen inside while you're listening to me, because those are the ideas that I want you to pay attention to. Um, Part of kind of playing with the quantum field and playing with the field and, and plane of potentiality and possibility means in the human field, we have to take action. And one of the things that I wrote down, um, is as I was preparing is I don't even know if this action will be the thing to create it, but action is still required. One, it helps us believe one of the things that I check myself with is if I'm taking action towards what I want, it probably means I believe it can happen when we're not believing we're often like very stagnant and we don't take the action that we, that will bring it into real life, you know? And so action's super important. Not, it's not the only thing. It's like the tip of the iceberg, um, the way we're thinking and feeling and the energy that we bring to the action is what the secret sauce is. But either way, action is what's going to inform our, our, our inner knowing if we're believing. And so if you know what you want, and that's something that I introduced at the very beginning of this program, is you have to know what you want. And knowing what you want is the decision. And you can change and evolve and iterate over time but that is the way we get started. That's how we know where we're moving, right? If we get in the car and we're going on a road trip and we don't know where we're going, you're going to end up somewhere probably that you don't want or somewhere that is lame, like the gas station or a lame park, right? You're not going to go to Disneyland and you're not going to go to a, a national park because you didn't put it in your GPS, right? And so it's super important to know, even if it's in general, what you want, and then you start taking action steps towards it. And one of the things that I've found is when I release the how, because this is where people get stuck, right? I want this, but I don't know how to create that exactly. The more we get stuck, sucked into the how, the less we believe. And so what I, what I found helpful for me is that I move forward and I don't need to know exactly how. I just take the action that I think is in alignment with what I want. We talked about last time personal power and how important it is to move forward, even if it doesn't feel good. And this is this is what I mean by that. Sometimes aligned action isn't going to feel awesome, right? Like going live and talking about your program or your one-on-one offer or whatever might not feel good. Or showing your face in your stories and talking about an offer might not feel good. Or writing an email that includes a call, a clear call to action might not feel good but it is in alignment with what you want. I think alignment is a huge buzzword in our industry. And so what I've found for me is I'm aligned with my highest values. I'm in integrity with myself. For me, that means, you know, doing the things that I need to do for my family. I'm taking care of my body. I'm reading. I'm, I'm getting mentorship and coaching. However that looks, I'm, aligned with my relationship with God, because that's important to me. I'm talking to my husband. I'm going on walks. I'm spending time away from my business and I'm spending time in my business, both. 
all of those things are aligned for me. When I say aligned action, this doesn't mean you have to wait for thunder and lightning to demonstrate what is good for you. That we can do this very, it's almost like logical, but what I mean by that is like, if you want to launch a program or a new product, what would be, what an aligned action would be like, would be to maybe have a launch or to announce it, right? Maybe you're answering questions. Um, maybe you're talking about it for a certain time period. Maybe the cart is open for a certain time period. It doesn't really matter what the action is. It is in alignment with what you want. And so um, the power of this is, and this is something that I, you can like write this down or like ingrain it in your brain, brain tattoo, like what we want informs what we do. And so, and that's, that's like the, the roadmap. That's the path. That's, that's the, the step-by-step thing that we all want. Once we know the destination, we have the map, right? We kind of know where we want to go. If I want to drive from Utah to California, I, I know I'm going to drive West I know if I have a certain city, I'm from the Bay Area. So like if I wanted to go visit my hometown, I know that I would drive through Nevada and over the mountains and eventually head into the Bay, right? And eventually I would get there. The action, the aligned action would be to turn on the car, to fill it with gas, to get road trip snacks, right? Like all the things that would make that happen. In our businesses, sometimes we overthink this. Sometimes it is just talking about your offer one more time. Sometimes it's maybe talking about a different part of your offer. Maybe it's studying copywriting. And this is where it gets interesting because when you trust yourself that as you move forward in faith, as you trust that what you want exists in the plane that you want, it it exists as a possibility, as a potentiality, and I'm going to move forward in faith that it's going to be able to be created by me, you're going to be inspired. Like this is where I learned copywriting and online business is as I move forward, the teachers appeared for me. You know, maybe you're trying to launch something, I don't know, that you've never launched before. And then all of a sudden a book comes into your awareness about this topic. That's not an accident. It's because you're being guided as you take action, right? And so as we move towards what we want more, in my experience, more light and knowledge come. And that's a powerful thing because it's different than just waiting. I've done this. So this isn't any judgment for me. This is like heart to heart. I've also been in the space where like, I'm so paralyzed by my own fear or can I indulge in confusion that I don't move forward. And it's a lot harder to get light and knowledge when I'm not moving forward. Right. Um, the example that I often give is like, it's easier to coach people in motion. It's a lot easier for me to coach you guys when you're taking action, because then we can evaluate what's working, what's not, what feels good, what doesn't feel good, um, what worked in the past, what didn't work. When you're in motion, it's easier to coach. It's easier to to evaluate and to get feedback and to get um, data, right? It's hard to get data when you are in a standstill. And that's why I still, I still stand by this. I really think the hardest action to take is right at the beginning. If you think of inertia or like, even like think of a big train, I've used this example before when a train leaves the station, the slowest it ever moves is right when it gets started, right? This is why it's so hard to start with whether maybe you're brand new to business or you're, you know, you're pivoting in your business, whatever, Right at the beginning, it is so hard because there's no inertia for you. There is no momentum. When you think of about the train, it's like, choo, (laughs) choo, 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 
chug, right? And it moves so slow. It looks like it's not going anywhere. Like if you think about the analogy that I shared earlier, if a train's going from Utah to California, in the beginning, the first few feet doesn't look like that train's going anywhere. But we have faith that it will build momentum. We're the same. I think my business is easier now because I have rapport with myself. I know I'm not going to quit. Quit. I also am in motion. It's a lot easier to pivot and to change because I'm in motion. And so I just want you to do a quick do a quick check within yourself. If you've been in motion for a while, you probably know what I'm talking about. It's kind of easy. Like if you've been posting and you take a break and you get back to it, it's kind of easy to go in and out and to take breaks and to show back up and, and to pivot along the way. But if you remember, or maybe you're in this stage right now where like you're not doing anything and you're trying to do something, right? Nothing to something is a bigger leap than something to something, right? Some action to another action. And so one of my big like cheerleading moments for you is to don't like, don't stop keep going in whatever way that looks for you. I think pulling the plug for me, we kind of talk about pulling the plug um, because we forget our personal power. We, we forget the momentum we've already created, kind of like the seeds we've already planted to use another metaphor. If you think about your business like a garden, which I highly, I, I spend time with this metaphor all the time. It's like, how am I taking care of my garden? It's a lot harder to you know start from nothing. The soil's hard. And there's like, you, maybe you have a bag of seeds, but like the ground is awful. It's super hard. There's no water. There's no, you don't have any tools. Right. And in the beginning of our businesses, we're like, we have like a little patch that like, maybe we plant some seeds and we water it every day and it's just little and we're taking care of it. And our business grows. Maybe we get, you know, a tiller and we get a hose and we get um, bigger land. Right. And we can plant more seeds and harvest bigger harvests. What makes that easier is if you continue the work right? You continue the action. Aligned action for taking care of a garden would be every day I water it, right? Every season when it's over, I, I remove the, 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 you know, what is it called? I'm not a farmer. <laughs> the, the old plants, like I'm taking out the old plants and I'm, maybe I'm like tilling the soil so that it's fresh again. And then I collect the seeds for next year, right? That's aligned action. What's not aligned action is me looking out at my garden, hoping, you know, hoping is anything growing? Like I'm not doing anything, but I hope, I hope it works. What's not aligned is me digging up the seeds every day, looking if they're growing. Right. And this is what I've noticed for me. Cause like when I'm, you know, when I'm, when I'm in my fear or when I'm doubting or when, whenever um, I'm not seeing results as fast, and this is where aligned action, a lot of times it's continuing the action that's aligned, not necessarily just doing it once we dig up the seeds we plant because we're afraid, right? Maybe you launched a program and no one talked about it for the first few days, or you're talking about your one-on-one offer and no one's reaching out to you, or you dropped a new product and no one's talking about it. Aligned action would be to keep finding new and innovative ways to talk about it, new angles to sell it from. And that's, that's where personal power comes in because you're not getting the external evidence that it's working. That, but what you can fall into, the trap that exists for us is where we start digging up the seeds, right? So you plant the seed, the new product, the new offer, the new thing you're excited about, and you start to take action. If it doesn't work right away, it can be tempting to dig up the seed and say, is this working? This is where people start to question their offer and their prices, or they start to um, get obsessed with checking their email, or they scroll social media 
whatever that looks like for you, we kind of get this and in this anxious habit of, is it working? Is it working? And so to me, aligned action speaks to this idea of like trust between. So like, if you think about like waves, right, there's waves of actual action and there's dips of trust. So sometimes you're going to be taking action and then other times you're going to be saying that action is enough. Sometimes you're going to be trying to create a new way to, for people to experience you, or like I said, a new angle to talk about things, or maybe a new approach, new copywriting, a new sales page, right? Um, maybe a new logo or whatever this, whatever this appears for you like. And then a lot of times it really is believing that it's working and watching Netflix or going on a walk or going on vacation and trusting that it's working. One of the things, the examples that I think about is when God created the world, he always said it is good. And my, in my experience, a lot of us don't have that declaration of like using our action as this is working. This is what I want. This is my intention. This is what I want to bring into real life. And my action is good. Most of us, what do we do? We like, we like do the thing, we go on our stories and we talk about it, or we do the drop or we send the email or we have the conversation. And then we're like, was that enough? Like the, the I don't know if that was enough. Like I'm so dumb. Like I said that, or I should have said this differently. And we get in our heads and that's the equivalent of digging up the seed instead of trusting that it's enough and allowing the seed to grow on its own timeline. And so I, I really think it's like a give and take, right? Sometimes you are actually like taking action. This is like more of like the masculine energy where we're writing our posts on social media. We're having conversations. We're talking about our offer and um, we're adding value. We're sharing our wisdom and putting ourselves out there or we're hiring someone or we're joining something outward. And then there's inward action. And I think the combination is what, um, one soothes our nervous system along the way, which is really important because you could completely burn yourself out wondering if your action was enough versus declaring it so. And so for me, part of the, the I guess like the word that's coming to me is like almost like a ritual. Like when I take action, I tell myself that was good. That's enough because it's so easy to get caught up in the trap of like, Who's, I mean, like we've all done this, like analyzed ourselves. I think when we were little, it was probably like in social situations. Like, why did I say that to my friends? Oh, I was so dumb. Right. But we do this in our business now. It's like, I shouldn't have taken, I shouldn't have said that, or I should have said it differently or whatever, instead of having your own back and declaring that it is good. And so part of our work is to take aligned action and to have our own back on that action. Because only then are we going to be able to extract the intelligence and the wisdom from the action and by this, I mean, analyzing it and um, exploring it to see what can be improved. Not because you're not good enough, just because you're curious. Like, okay, what was great about that email? Okay, when I said it this way, someone reached out to me. What was great about that post? What was great about that Instagram story? What was great about that console? And from a place of curiosity and not judgment, we can make our action better. This is in alignment as well. The action that we take in the beginning is not the same action that we're going to take as we evolve and get experience and as we grow. And so there is this element of refining our action over time. And I want to speak to that because I think some of you are taking action. You're in motion. Your train is, has left the stage and it's chugging away, right? And now we're looking at optimization. And that is in alignment too. It's good to optimize over time, right? 
if you start to look at what works and what doesn't and what you're going to do differently over time with love and compassion and curiosity, you're going to have insights. I know for me, like I, um, I, it's, I'm perfectionist in nature. Like I, I tend to overdo the evaluation sometimes. And then that's my form of like digging up the seed. It's not working. And this is why I love thinking about life in a sequence and an unfolding sequence, because sometimes your action isn't going to be enough. Sometimes your copywriting is going to suck and um, you can be paralyzed by that and never do it. Or you can put yourself out there and try and be in motion so that you can optimize it over time. And that's why I think um, there's like, I think there's a book, it's called Ready, Fire, Aim. Is that what it's called? Anyone know? I haven't read it, but I really love the title because I feel like that's entrepreneurship, right? We are in action because the only way we can get the answers to make our action as optimized as we can make it is to act. It is not to sit in our journals. Like there's a time and place for that. There's a time and place for imagining, using our imagination and embodying the feelings. I, I, that's been the program up to this point, right? And then there comes a time where you have to act with with all the power that you can muster, all the, all the sovereignty that you can muster is to act and to create, right? And declare that it is good and then make it better and then make it better and make it better. And we, this is the pattern, right? You have this idea, it germinates, you, you stew on it, you think about it, you imagine what it's gonna be like when it's done, you plant the garden and then you go out every day and nurture it. Um, one of my mentors who I've mentioned, Melanie Ann Lair, she has this, um, this uh, metaphor that she's about pineapples and how pineapples take 18 months to grow. And I really love it because can you imagine waiting for 18 months for your plant to grow? And every, every few weeks you kind of get nervous and you're like, Hey, (laughs) are you in there? Is it working? And then you have to start the process all over again. Right. And so part of our work is to take action in faith that it is working. And so one of the reframes that I think has been really helpful, I think um, Colette last week talked about, as it works or something like that. And my version of that is watching it, it's working. And the other thing, the other distinction that I like to make is the difference between watching and waiting. Instead of waiting for it to work, you're watching it work. You're observing, you know, maybe someone messaged you a question. They're not ready to buy yet, but they wanted a question. It's working, someone's interested. Maybe someone shares a post on social media, it's working. Someone messages you from, maybe they're an old client and they thank you for the work you did. It's working. And by using and looking for evidence that it's working, it strengthens our belief. We get reinvigorated in our, in our decision-making and we keep the momentum and we keep that, that forward motion. Okay. And so what I also wanted to talk about today was self-sabotage because this sounds all well and good. It sounds, in theory, we know the train leaves the station. It's harder in the beginning. It's easier to optimize in motion. Um, Aligned action is how we create our dreams, right? Like we have to to do something. And then there's a sneaky little thing called self-sabotage. And I, even the word self-sabotage sounds really awful, but what I see it as, if you've studied the book, The Big Leap, he calls it upper limit problems, where we start to see success and it's new to us. And anything new to our brains becomes dangerous. And so we change our circumstances to bring things back to normal, normal, so that we can feel safe again. 
And so this is why, if you think about the ebb and flow of action, I actually think it's really important to get in your own rhythm and understand what feels good to you so that it can be sustainable. Um, because we can be prone to changing our circumstances, even if it's the things we wanted, if it feels unsafe. And I've seen this a lot. I'll never forget one of um, my private coaching calls. She just had her biggest month ever. And she was sobbing on our call because it felt awful to her and she didn't understand why. And then she judged herself for feeling awful. And this kind of thing happens if we're not, we're not able to soothe ourselves along the way. And so this is why I believe I've called it lots of things, but holistic success or aligned action, um, creating success in lots of areas of your life to me is really important because there'll be moments where your identity is challenged, even in the way that you want, you know what I mean? Even if you're getting the results you want, your identity will be challenged and it doesn't feel good. And it's going to be easy to think something's gone wrong or that this isn't sustainable unless you do something to make it sustainable by taking breaks, by having fun, by normalizing those feelings, like in a group like this or with your coach. Um, I think those kinds of things are, are underrated things that people don't talk about enough that like even success can feel shaky. Even getting what you want can feel nerve wracking. If you don't do the work to raise that, that thermostat, like he talks about in the, in the big leap where your upper limit is extended into that being your new normal. And so things that have helped me with this is one, like getting in groups of people ahead of me so that it's normalized, the levels that I want to be at are normalized. Also um, planning ahead. So like one of the things that has helped me is like, okay, if I'm gonna have a launch, for example, I'm also gonna schedule something on the end of that launch where I'm celebrating and relaxing and, and declaring it is good, no matter what the results are, right? Using that, that framework it is good. I did my best. Now I'm going to learn from it with curiosity and non-judgment so I can do something better in the future, but I'm still going to celebrate and enjoy my life. One of the things that was really important to me, and, and I, I'm looking at the list, a lot of you guys on this call is like my family life. My family life was very important to me when I started my business. And so by taking aligned action in my business, I also take aligned action in my family for my personal life, right? Um, one of the things that I know to be true is that sometimes we don't create what we want because the way we're creating it is out of alignment for us. And I'm going to give you a very concrete example of what I mean by that. If I'm spending all day on my phone and I'm not taking care of myself and I'm obsessed with success and money and I'm constantly comparing myself and I'm taking action, I'm trying, but I'm also maybe not as present as I want with my kids and I haven't worked out and I haven't taken care of myself in a long time. That is not in alignment with me. And so I, what I've found to be true is sometimes we don't get what we want, even though I want, like, let's say I wanted success and I'm not getting it and I'm dedicating my whole life to this. It's not in alignment. And so it's actually a gift to not get what I want because it forces me to imagine a different way. It forces me to evaluate what's working, what's not, not just in my business, but in my life. What needs to be made right? Where do I need to be more in integrity so that when I create the success, that's sustainable to me. For me, that looked like getting help in my, in my, my home. Like I have a nanny because I knew that I didn't want to always feel like I was split. Right? I wanted to be really present when I was a mom and really present with you guys. Um, other things that it looked like was like really taking time off 
really not using my phone sometimes, um, creating constraint so that I could make it sustainable, right? Limiting how many clients I take, things like that, um, so that my success could be long-term, not just a spurt. And I think for all of you guys, you have your own version of what I'm talking about. You know, I've been there like where I become like so obsessed with business that other things in my life kind of like get moved down on my totem pole. And that was not in alignment with me. And so I'm, and one of the questions that I want to invite you to consider is like, is how you're taking action something that you want to be doing in the long term? Now, I will say there are trade-offs. I do believe in trade-offs. For example, like maybe there's going to be a period where you are spending more time in your business and you don't see your friends as often as you used to. I do think that sometimes that is required in the season that you are in. When I was brand new, I used to spend, I would stay up super late because that was the time. And so my sleep, my sleep was sacrificed for a season. It was not sustainable until I could get to the place where it became sustainable. So there is this like balance of, knowing what season you're in, making the sacrifices that you need to for the season, and also asking yourself hard questions of like, is this in alignment for my, for my life, not just for my business? How sustainable is this? When can I make changes that are in alignment? Um, like in, in the beginning of my business, just to use an example, I couldn't hire a nanny. That was not in my financial resources to do so. So the sacrifices I made were for that season until I could pay a nanny, if that makes sense. And so to me, aligned action is evaluating all these things. What season am I in? What sacrifices do I need to make in this season? What sacrifices are totally out of alignment for me? And um, one of the things that for me was like my physical health. It is always out of alignment for me not to take care of myself physically, to work out, to eat right, to sleep, um, to get outside, right? To get time off of my phone. That is always a non-negotiable for me because that's, it's my body. This is the vessel. This is, this is what walks me through life, right? doesn't matter how successful I am in business. If my body isn't right, like it won't matter. In fact, one of the podcasts I listened to early in my journey, it's, it's a great podcast. I think it's called the ultimate success formula by Ed Milet and Jesse Itzler. If you guys want to go listen to it. And one of the things he talks about is like, it doesn't matter if you're a billionaire with helicopters and you're on this private Island and a lady's feeding you grapes. If you have a sore throat, it won't matter. And I was like, and his, his example was like, if you don't take care of yourself, it won't matter how successful you are. You can't even enjoy it. And so there's going to be things like that for you. Maybe it's your family life or your physical health or your spiritual life. Maybe you love to travel, whatever that are in alignment with your best, like live your best life, but truly your best life, the highest version of your life that you can imagine that there's going to be things that maybe it's okay that your business goes slower than you want. For me, that was my kids. And I was good with that. I was good with it taking a little longer than other people so that I could be with my kids more. What's your version of that where it's in alignment for the ultimate success of your life? And it's okay if your business takes a backseat in this season, or maybe it's other things that take a backseat for your business to shine in this season. That's why I think discernment is so important and spending time with what you want is so important because that is the roadmap. And one of the things that I really love about understanding the three fields of possibility and potentiality and predictability is that sometimes you're going to take action. Like, like I wrote this down. I don't know. I don't even know if this action will be the thing to create it. 
if I want to be, you know, fully booked or have this amazing business or to work with certain kinds of clients and I'm taking action, but I also release the need for that action to be the thing, I leave room for miracles. And I've seen this. And so what I want to show, like, I'll, I'll walk you through some examples of what that might mean for you. It might mean you post every day on social media, talking about your one-on-one offer, and then you meet someone at the grocery store that hires you. It might mean that you're, um, maybe you have a podcast and you want to grow it and you're, you're promoting it. And then a huge influencer finds you and then shares you with their, their tribe. And then you like blow up, right? It's not necessarily our action that will create the result. Sometimes it is. And sometimes it's not. And when you release the need to know how you open yourself up to those kinds of potentialities happening for you, which leaves you room to enjoy the rest of your life because you're not trying to control everything, right? We can only control us. And then we let everything go and trust that sometimes things are going to work out for you. I I love saying that like things are always working out for me. I always say that because like, it just makes me feel good. Like it doesn't have to be me necessarily. It's just that things are working out. And as I take action and I believe that things work out for me, miracles happen. People reach out to me out of nowhere. People share my stuff on social media. I get referred or whatever, because I believe that 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 can be so. And sometimes we block ourselves because we think we have to be the ones to make everything happen instead of acting in faith and also allowing room for things to happen beyond your understanding and beyond your control. To me, this balance has been a beautiful gift because then when I'm with my kids playing in the pool, I can trust that my business is also working. Maybe someone stumbles on my Instagram today and binges my content, finds my podcast, and then hears about the matrix and joints, right? That's a possibility that I entertain sometimes. I don't have to always be working for it to work, but I have taken action too. I did both, right? And so for you, I want you to just think like, where have you been trying to control the outcome with your action alone and blocked other means of what you want to come into your life? Because sometimes I think even just the expression or the articulation of a possibility sitting in imagination can open that door. I've seen it happen. Like, wouldn't it be cool if one of the exercises I gave you, wouldn't it be cool if a client came from nowhere today for all of you guys? I'm just like, hey, I've been following you. I'm ready to work with you. How many times have you had that thought, entertained that thought with total detachment and joy? Right? That's part of our work is to hold thoughts in the detachment. It's working. Clients come to me from places known and unknown. It's always working out. Things are working whether I'm working or not. Those kinds of thoughts, just entertaining them without trying to figure out how it's going to work out. right? And then also doing your part in marketing and building relationships and serving and adding value and all the things that we know to do that is aligned action. Cause I think sometimes when we talk about aligned action, it's almost like this, it's tempting to think, well, I have to wait to feel like inspired to do it. And while it's great when it happens, that's not, that hasn't been my super experience. Sometimes it does. And I love when it does, when I'm like, I think I'm going to go live. Like it's going to be so fun. And then other times it's like, I need to make a post about my offer today. And it's, that's, that's what's in alignment with me growing. And so I don't feel great, but that is what's in alignment with what I want. So I'm going to do it. Both are, both are awesome options to explore. <laughs> and so one of the other things that um, I know has helped me is, is that evaluation without judgment too. As I'm moving, as I'm in motion and I'm curious what worked, what didn't, that's when a lot of inspiration and wisdom has come to me. 
for all the pivots that I've ever made in my business. Some of you guys are in massive pivots right now, like massive, where it's like soul shaking. And what's cool is, is all the stuff up to this point isn't for not like you get to bring that with you as you pivot into this next phase. You get to look at what worked and what didn't about those offers or those products or those services. What did I love about it? What lit me up about it? How can I use that in this new iteration? You can also explore like what was going on in my life that was out of alignment there that didn't make it work back then. Um, when I was teaching VIP kid, teaching English to kids, um, what didn't work in my life was that one, it was a soul sucking job for me. It made money, but I did, was not lit up by it. And so part of aligned action to me is, do you love what you're currently offering? Do you love it? It's so easy to sell and show up for something that you love. And one of the most, where this coming to is like the hardest thing that we can do is sometimes be honest with ourselves because there's this thing called sunk cost <laughs> in economics. Like I've already, and this is, uh, I learned this when I was considering dropping out of my master's program. I had invested tens of thousands of dollars into my master's program. And I was like, I think I'm going to drop out, but I've already invested tens of thousands of dollars. And I remember I called in, I had listened, been listening. I can't even remember his name. I wish I remembered his name now. I wasn't thinking, I didn't think I would share the story, but it's coming to me. So he had this, like, he was like a financial coach. And so I had been listening to his podcast because I was trying to decide, like, is it a good idea to drop out of my master's program and then have all these student loans that don't actually have a master's program? Or is it a good idea to not take on more student loans and drop out? You know what I mean? I was like really racked with this decision. And um, I was trying to do it logically before I really got down to like my desire. And this is before I really understood coaching too. So I, I was in it. I was in my suffering I was like praying and journaling and talking to my mom and talking to Wesley and like looking at my newborn baby and being like, I don't really want to like leave her. It was a really hard time. It was a pivot where everything was changing. And this idea of sunk cost kept coming up to me. Like, well, I already invested tens of thousands of dollars and so much time in getting into the school and doing the classes and doing all the homework and talking to people that I wanted to intern with all this stuff. It's like, is it all for not? Like I just lose it. And one of the things that I know to be true is nothing can ever really be lost. And so every experience, every, every class I took, every dollar I spent served me because then I found coaching. Then I found this world. Then I found something that I could be home with my babies, which was really important to me. And so when you are looking at action from the past, it is in alignment because one, it happened. You don't need to be at war with any action that you've taken in the past. And that was such a gift when I realized that for me, because I could be free. It didn't matter how much time, money, effort, blood, sweat, tears I put into that. It's not gone. I get to bring it with me into this new phase. And so one of the things that has really set me free is that I don't judge my past decision-making. I use it as a way for me to serve and inform what's next all the experiences, all the failures, all the things that didn't go well and the things that went well get to come with me and in the form of service, not in judgment, not in shame either. Um, one of the things that happened when I dropped out of my master's program is my dad called me and he was disappointed. 
And if you guys have a relationship with the word disappointment, you know how that call went for me. It did not feel good. And I remember thinking it really challenged me. I hadn't really gotten to the place where I was sold on my decision, even though I had made it. Um, so I was kind of like shy about talking about it. And I felt a little bit reserved. And what I found, in, in fact, when you guys get the newsletter this week, that's going out to your houses right now. <laughs> um, it's called Pivot into Power. What I didn't know then is that I had made a pivot in my life into a place that was more powerful for me. My personal belief is that we can only pivot into power. We can't pivot into weakness because you're using your God-given agency to choose something different and then it's unlocking a new path for you. And so as you're evaluating all the things that have happened up to your life up until now, and then you choose to create something different, you get to bring all the insight and wisdom and experience with you into this new experience and this new creation. There's a lot of power there because you're not the same woman you were even six months ago, even yesterday. So whatever you've gone through, I just wanted to clean the slate for you that that was aligned because it brought you here and now you can birth this new experience or this new offer or this new business in total peace and strength. For me, like I iterate a lot, as you guys know, and this is what allows me not to get stuck with like, are people going to get it? Are people going to be mad at me? Am I going to be okay? This is what I come back to is like, I'm pivoting into power. That's aligned for me. And to me, as we take action and we think about the train metaphor and I'm looking to like optimize things and to make them better and to serve you guys better and to serve my life better, I think about the triple win. And that's something that we talked about. What program did we talk about? For me, for you, for us, right? Has to be good for me, has to be good for you and has to be good for us. That's something how I evaluate all my actions. And so um, I want you to just take some time after this call today to spend time thinking about the triple win. Is it good for you? Is it good for your family? Is it good for your clients? And is it good for the world? And if it meets all of those, it's good for you to do it, right? And this is how I got over my objections about charging, um, how I got over my fear of being how I was perceived because I knew that it's good for me. It's good for us. It's good for you. I'm going to move forward. And that's how I evaluate um, action that I want to take, right? We talked about action in the past and our judgment of it and using it clean slate. And now when we're thinking about creating something in the future, something we want to bring something to life, is it good for me? Is it good for you? Is it good for us? And then you can move forward. Um, to me, I get clarity as I move. I don't get clarity by sitting in it. So I want to encourage you, if you've been procrastinating or waiting, if you've been afraid to move forward with something, to move boldly into the direction that you want, of the, of the desires of your heart. If you feel like you know kind of a glimpse of what you want, but you don't know exactly, the only thing that will give you the clarity is moving. It, it's not something like I, when I think about when I started my business, I'll never forget sitting in the Starbucks with my, my one of my clients. Um, wondering if this is what, like, do I want to keep working like this? And I knew the answer was no, but I couldn't have gotten to that point if I had never started coaching in the Starbucks, you know what I mean? And so a lot of the answers are on the other side of your aligned present moment action, something that you can't uncover sitting in your office or even getting coached. So I, for uh, sometimes we like to talk and to analyze and to think through but a lot of the answers are going to be on the other side of you just moving. 
And so whatever came up for you today, I want you to take note of it and to act. If there's something that you've been postponing or procrastinating, do it, move forward. If there's something you need to make peace with from your past, that can happen in an instant. You can make total peace with every decision you've made up to this point and see that it was for your good and declare it so. And then the next piece that I want you to think through is, is the action that you are going to take, is it in alignment with what you want? Sometimes it's not going to feel good. Sometimes it's not going to feel magical and aligned. <laughs> Sometimes it's going to be like, I got to push through this because I know it's going to serve the higher purpose of creating what I want. And it's just something I got to do. Okay. And so to me, this whole combination of clearing the past, making peace with it, asking if it's good for me, for you, for us, and moving forward, trusting that momentum will build, it'll get easier as I go, gives me a lot of faith. And always that, that releasing the how, this is how I take aligned action. And I want you to take it in. What does this mean for you right now? How do you want to use this information in your own life and business? And what are you committed to doing from this point on based on what you say you want? Okay, and that, that will be your homework. I'll share those um, questions with you. But right now I wanted to just open it up if anyone has any of their own questions for their action in their business and their life. Um, mostly, I'm sure it'll mostly be business, but like anything that you're trying to decide or maybe things are, aren't working, but you are taking action or maybe you don't know what your next step is, whatever it is in the realm of action, I just wanted to open it to answer any questions or give coaching for whoever feels um, like they want to. So I will turn it over to whoever's next. <laughs> I have something, Amber. Awesome, Aubin, let's do it. <clears throat> okay, when you when you kept saying procrastinating, it hit me because I've had this goal to start a podcast mm -hmm. and I know it's aligned with me, but I keep finding reasons and I my brain makes it, well, it's not aligned, like the excuses to not do it. Like I'm, I'm struggling with time, it's summer, I have kids, I'm barely getting the things done for my business right now. I should spend my time just getting more clients that will help more than doing a podcast. But when I like come to my center, I know if I just focused on a podcast, like that's my favorite part of coaches. All the coaches I hire have podcasts. Like it's my, one of my favorite ways. And I've thought of using it as like, I will teach everyone like they're my client on my podcast. And then I can just coach my clients. That's kind of the model I've wanted to use. I have a microphone that's been sitting in my office for a long time. I've signed up on Anchor. I've done some stuff like thinking of names, making a cover, but yeah. I haven't done it. Mm -hmm. So and my I first think, question. Yeah, what were you going to say? That you don't have time. We know you have time, but it might not be a priority and that's okay. Is it a priority now or is it a priority for the future? To have a podcast? It's a priority. It's just part of the business I want as a coach. So I don't know. I see it as part of who I am as a coach. Um, when I just think of like, 
the potentiality, not thinking of like the logistics of it, of knowing how and all that. But when I just see myself as a coach, I'm like, of course I have a podcast. Yeah. What sounds really so I don't know hard. if I answered your question. No, but. You did. You, did. You, you want it. That's what, that's what I was looking for. So when you think about yeah. starting it, what sounds really hard? Um, the commitment of, I, I love people that have one every week. Mm-hmm. I like my favorite people. I know what day it is. I listen yep. to it that day or the next day. Like yep. it's part of my, like, yeah, I got to listen to this. And I want, I want to be that for my people. And, but then that intimidates me a little bit because I know being a mom of young kids, life throws you curveballs a lot. And so I'm like, okay, so I'll always have to be like three weeks ahead so that I'm always ready. And I want that, but I don't even like, I've written lists to make myself feel better of, I would do a podcast on this and this and this and this. So I have plenty of ideas, Mm -hmm. but it just feels a little intimidating to be that committed for eternity feels like I'm like marrying it like yeah yeah I get that so when I worked at this residential treatment center what we called what you're doing right now is called future tripping have you heard that term before mm-hmm. yeah are you like w- trying to solve a problem that's in the future but it stops you from moving forward now mm-hmm. future tripping when I started my podcast this is something that has served I don't future trip very often I just move I, I'm just like I'm just gonna mm-hmm. do it there was weeks that I didn't there was months that I didn't but I still moved forward and I started because I didn't make I wasn't worried about that in the future what if you just made one episode Mm -hmm. and see if you liked it and I'm like getting caught up like well then I have to find a little jingle and I have to make an intro and an outro and I don't even know what I want to say on those and I've, I've thought of this, yeah. but like, I find you excuses. You sat at your desk and tried to record? No, I haven't. You're future tripping, so you won't even get to the place where you'd sit down and record something. Yeah, and I've made the like, well, I'm just going to be on other people's podcasts right now. So I've been a guest on lots of podcasts and I like in the process of signing up for someone else's because that like makes me feel like I'm doing it, but I'm not. Yeah. So have you read the book Time Warrior by Steve Chandler? Uh-uh. Okay, I'm going to give you homework. I want you to okay. read that book and I want you to okay. record an episode. <laughs> Without an intro and an outro. Yeah. And- <laughs> yeah, just record one. Yeah. yeah. Just see if you even like podcasting. Mm. Some people start a podcast and they don't like it. <laughs> so, okay, confession. I have recorded one. I just oh. remembered. Okay. When I first started in life coach school, like super newbie, I was like so into everything I was learning. I started making my own podcast episodes about it. And I, I showed it to one friend and she said, you are so monotone. It was boring. And then I haven't done anything since. So it's a lot. Ah. That's really interesting. No wonder you don't want to make it. I just remembered that. Like... So I've been insecure about, oh, I sound monotone. I don't even know how to do it. I don't sound good. Yeah. That's been a subconscious thing in my totally. head I forgot about. Yeah. That's interesting. Because I was like, it was going so slow when I was certifying that I was like, I'm just going to start making podcast episodes yeah. about this because it's so cool. 
and then I got shut down and I haven't done anything you haven't done it since I mean and I get on stories and I've done other podcasts up people's Mm -hmm. podcasts but I haven't yeah so my own because I brought Steve Chandler up this is a funny story so he has this story that someone um bought his tapes and then emailed him that was like your voice is so boring I want to kill myself oh my gosh that's awesome right (laughs) yeah and he was like yeah well (laughs) sorry about that (laughs) you didn't make it mean anything you just kept creating tapes because there's other people right. like Steve Chandler, you changed my life. This is this is what happens when yeah. we create possibility in the world, right? 50 mm-hmm. 50. Some people are gonna love it, some people are gonna hate it. Are you willing to sit with both? I right. know you are because you sit with both on Instagram all the time. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like, oh, we're gonna just pull that weed out and create a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's what I'm defining as if I'm good at podcasting is my voice now because one, one person, person, I showed it, I showed it to one person <laughs> and that's the one thing they said. So that's all that matters about podcasting now to me. But when I be on other people's podcasts, I'm not monotone and I don't even worry about it. Yeah. You're not monotone. I'm not. <laughs> but, you but might I, not even I, listen to podcasts. I'd, I'd be curious, like, do you listen to self-help podcasts? <laughs> She might not. She might be used to like cr- true crime. She did. She she was in life coach school too. Like she was a coach friend, so she did. But that's the one feedback she gave. And she was just trying to be like constructive feedback. Yeah. I know that. My mom gives me constructive feedback all the time on my podcast. She's like, you sound really serious. Are you having fun? <laughs> <laughs> funny. And I would never don't say that about your podcast. Anything, right? <laughs> it's like, so funny. It's like, what did you make it mean that she said you're monotone? Yeah that you're not a good podcaster she didn't say that mm-hmm. she only said that she thinks you're monotone that's, I am making it mean that yeah that's yeah well obviously if you're monotone you're not a good podcaster according to your brain yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> yes. time warrior make a podcast make another one yeah and so I easy. I this is funny because I I've been procrastinating it because I said I had to launch my free download which I did last week which I was procrastinating too Mm -hmm. I'm not a procrastinator but this business thing has made me a procrastinator because you get afraid and uh, so I'm in it I've like said look what you're speaking into existence right now Abin my business has made me a procrastinator Mm. that's not true no You've just chosen to procrastinate on two things that happen to be in your business. It doesn't mean you're a procrastinator. Yeah. Don't give myself that label. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. And then change, like do what you want today. Yeah. One of the things, I don't know if you're like me, but one of the things that I've had to work on is like, I like to start a project and fit, go to completion. So like I would have a hard time starting my podcast because I wanted to get everything figured out before I ever started it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to know where do I get the music? Where do I do, where do I record? How do I upload it? All of it. And what I've learned is that aligned action sometimes is doing one small thing and letting that be enough yeah. today and doing another small thing tomorrow. Yeah. And I love your homework for me because I think just making an episode, that's where my, my soul is. That's what I'm wanting. So if I just start doing that, then I'll figure out these little details of a jingle. And, yeah, intro sure, yeah. And, yeah. and if it's a service, who cares? So I listened to this podcast called your ultimate life. Have you guys heard of this? <laughs> okay. I'm going to show you. No. 
It's super cheesy. It's called Your Ultimate Life. Can you guys all see this? Yeah. Okay. His content is amazing. And the jingle is so cheesy. He's the cheesiest man I've ever heard of, but I love (laughs) his content. He doesn't care. Mm -hmm. He's just creating from service. And so, and he's taking aligned baby step action, right? We create the macro with our micro. And so just create one, one episode and love it. Like, like I love podcasting. Like it makes me alive. That's Mm -hmm. why I do it. Lean into that more than this lady that said you were monotone years ago. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. It's awesome. Thank you. You're so welcome. And let me know when you launch it. Oh, it'll be on Instagram. Don't worry. You'll know. I will know. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Thanks, Avin. Okay. Anyone else have something they wanted to be coached on or work through on this call? Net. Hey, Amber. Hi. Um, okay. Yeah. The very beginning of what you were talking about was amazingly like resonated with me. <laughs> I'm just like feeling, I was trying to get down to the root of what I'm feeling. And I did like, we had a lot of big stuff going on, you know, the past couple months. Um, my daughter got married and, um, you know, we traveled for that and it was just a lot of, um, things that kind of threw me off, I guess. And, um, I liked a lot of what you said about keeping things sustainable. And I think that's kind of in the back of my head is like, what's sustainable for me, you know, in my life right now. And I guess I think I've gotten to a good place about that, but I did kind of take a break and I felt really good about taking a break. Cause I'm yeah. like, yep. I'm like, I need this. Right now. Yeah. And I can even feel now, like after the wedding and everything, like, um, you know, these last few weeks have been very, Oh, just, I've been exhausted and I know, that I've needed to just cut a lot of things out and take care of myself. And I can feel that. And, um, but when I do think about like going back on for some reason lately, I have just been questioning everything that I like, <laughs> everything I know. And I just feel like I don't, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what the feeling is, but it's just like, like paralyzed, like just complete fear, I think of like saying the wrong thing doing the wrong thing, being called out. Like, it's just really strange. Um, and it just really does have me paralyzed. Like I'll start a post and I even like, um, last week there was a night that I, um, my, my boys were gone with my husband and I'm just like, Oh cool. I'll record this podcast. I've had sitting in on the back burner for a while. And so I sat down and I got halfway through it and I just felt sick. Cause I'm like, I don't even, this isn't even good. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> And so it is just a lot of just like self-questioning, like not even, I'm, I feel like totally unsure about everything that I'm like saying or wanting to say. I like the metaphor that's coming to me is like, it's like you're back at the station trying to leave like the train, almost like you're starting a, a new thing again. That's what it feels like. And I feel like even what my message has evolved from this like break that I've taken and like, it's not even the same as it used to be. That's good though. You are yeah. not a person as you were before your break. Yeah. My message is always changing too, because I'm on the path of growth. <laughs> so are you. Yeah. So what are you making it mean that 
the message is different? Um, because I think I hear <laughs> a lot of the messages that I'm hearing from, I guess maybe I just need to get off social media completely. But even like I went to lunch with a friend last week and a lot of like what I was thinking my message was, she like would have disagreed with some of those things, you know, like through our conversation. And I just know that there's a lot of people evolving and changing and looking at things differently. Um, and like, I get that, but also I'm like, but there's another way to look at this too. And so I think I'm afraid of like, um, being the other voice and yeah, kind of like standing out, which is, I know that's like what you're supposed to do. Right? <laughs> you're supposed to be different and not be going along with what everybody else is saying. But I guess it's just like, I'm like, am I like, do I even know what's right? Do I even know? Like, you know, I just don't, I guess I don't want to be teaching things that aren't true or that aren't right. That's a pretty deep, like questioning yeah. And it's been, it's thrown me off a lot. <laughs> For me, it's like, of course you don't want to take action. If you're worried that you're going to teach something that's not true. Mm-hmm. I know your heart. I know you're a good person. There's no way you're going to even put yourself close to that where it might hurt someone or you might mislead someone. So what's in alignment for you is to ask like, what is your message? That is what's in alignment right now. Yeah. And I guess, um, I guess maybe mm, just figuring out really deeply, do I believe that message? Because I know that if I'm solid in that, I don't know, is it just a matter of getting more solid in what I believe? Then how do you get solid in a message? I don't know because there's truth, right? And then there's everybody can create, anybody can create their own truth, but that doesn't mean that that is the truth. Right. And so I'm like, yeah, this is, this is interesting territory here because there's a lot of people out there just, you know, saying whatever they believe and people are accepting it as truth. And I can see that, you know, some not great things coming about because of that. And so as really interesting. So I guess I'm like, I don't know what, I don't know. Yeah. Like I'm afraid of offending people or if I literally am like afraid that I don't know. And I don't, um, Mariah, I just, (laughs) sounds like a great podcast. I know I was warning. So anyway, I think what you're sharing in that Uh a lot I know I feel what you are explaining right now between Mm -hmm. the lines (laughs) yeah absolute truth is something I believe in yeah and then there's personal truth which is like my experience Mm -hmm. right and you might have a different experience than me and both are true and I think um this is what I asked myself was like is this service focus am I trying to help or am I trying to tear down someone? Mm-hmm. My answer is almost always I'm, I'm trying to help. And I know that you are trying to help. What I want to know is who are you trying to help? Um, I think I'm trying to help uh, people who 
probably, probably what I'm feeling right now is people who feel a little bit confused, but I think a lot of that just comes from my own confidence, right? Like my own, in my own confidence in myself and like being able to back myself up, I guess, have my own back, like we say in the coaching world, right? Like, um, and not be so threatened by people who disagree or yeah. people who, um, who even like call me out or, you know, I mean, I have had that happen a couple of times, not in like a mean, horrible way, but on Instagram posts, you know, where some will say like, yeah, I, I don't agree with this. Like, this is wrong. <laughs> it's just an interesting, like, it's fine. I survived. But in the back of my mind, it's like, what if that happens? And what if, I don't know. What if every, like in my mind, that goes to like, everybody's just gonna think that I'm like dumb or trying to take advantage of people or, you know, they're going to think badly of me. And then, yeah, I have two thoughts for you. Yeah. Every time you have a thought like that, I want you to see it like a seed and mm-hmm. if you keep thinking it and nurturing it. It will grow and you will get people that argue with you because yeah. you, you've thought <laughs> it. Yeah. The other thing that I want you to play with is like, what if they do? What if they do argue or disagree? then I guess if I'm not questioning myself, it's not a problem. I feel like in the times when I'm like totally sure, like that's fine. They can say what they want. I feel like it's in the areas that I'm a little gray, that I'm like, well, I don't know what's right. (laughs) And so, yeah. There's this effect. I remember learning about this in psychology. I can't remember it now because I haven't thought about this in a long time, but I remember learning about this effect in like a car accident and like if people observed at one of the bus station, one forward and maybe one person behind the car or whatever, everyone would have a different story of the car accident. This is what we mean by personal truth, right? What Mm -hmm. really happened, we'll never know unless there is a camera or something that was, um, you know, you could watch it. Even then we wouldn't know what the driver was thinking and what that other driver was thinking and what they saw and what the other person didn't see, right? There's lots of factors. And so when someone disagrees with you, one of the things that I like to practice is like my non-judgment of them. Like I can see why they disagree with me. I understand their, their view of the world and I can set them free and we don't have to work together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I like to play with that. Like, even if someone outright disagrees with me, I'm going to be okay. I'm trying to help. That is what I'm trying to do. And I know yeah. what you're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. I just need to not feel like that's so dangerous. Like that's the feeling in me is that it's just like danger, like stay away. <laughs> like- well, in, in uh, history, it is dangerous to leave the herd, right? Yeah. We die. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so your nervous system is like, alert, alert. Like you will die if you have a different opinion. <laughs> and you can witness that and honor that. Yeah. So that's what I felt when I was having lunch with my friend and the conversation, you know, we talk about super deep things and we almost always hundred percent agree on things. And the conversation went towards something and I'm just like, wow, we don't agree on this. And we actually really don't agree on this. And it felt like I got home from that. And I usually get home from lunches with her and just feel like, you know, amazing and like connected and like, just great. And, um, I was just like, she thinks I'm wrong. Like she thinks I'm like probably thinks I'm not a good person anymore and probably, or, or I think just thinks that I'm naive or that I don't understand things or that I'm not enlightened kind of, I think is what I think. Uh-huh. I'm a bad person that I'm, I'm like kind of ignorant and things like that. So did you feel, did you feel attacked? Um, a little bit. Do you think she felt attacked by you? 
Um, not necessarily. I mean, neither one of us was like attacking, but I could kind of see that she was kind of like, mm, you don't quite understand though, you know, <laughs> like if you could like be a little more enlightened, then you would understand. And I'm just kind of like, mm, I, I know things. <laughs> I thought about things. I'm, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. So. Do you think other people think like you? Uh, yeah. Do you want to stand for them? Um, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm stuck in between this place of like the one and the other and knowing that the one side could probably use a little more compassion and kindness and that the other side could use a little more like truth. (laughs) (laughs) So, and I, I mean, I know these things I have children that struggle with these issues and, you know, just different things. And it is really interesting to, um, you know, just be in the middle of that and know that there's not, it's not black and white and it's not. Yeah. So. One of the things that I, this is like, not like really businessy, but this is how I think. Um, like when I pray about stuff, I'm like, what do you want me to say? Mm. Cause I don't know. There's a yeah. lot of gray zone based on the, like what the world is going through right now, religious mm. beliefs, like the woke people, all, like every, like everything, everything is being challenged and there's so much gray zone. There's so much truth with a lowercase T and I believe in truth with a capital T, but also I need like, what is my place, right? Like, it's like, it's a huge deep exploration. And so I don't know. The only way that I can is like direct personal revelation. That's how I think about it. What do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. And um, that might be helpful for you. Like what, what is of service to share? And what is what message is on your heart to share? And then how people take it is not your responsibility. Yeah, I think that's what I need to remember. The other thing that I think is super underrated is you don't have to take a take a stance on issues. There is no rule yeah. that you have to take a stance on issues. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not like looking yeah. to like about, you know what I mean? But yeah. even just like little just ways of thinking or like, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, it's just interesting. But I think that's true that I just need to because I feel like if I do, if it is, if it does feel like it's inspired, you know, yeah. like then then I, I feel good about it. It's when I get into like, okay, I need to post something and I don't know what to say. And then it's kind of forced and I don't know. So yeah, I probably just need to work on <laughs> handling my nervous system a little better. And I don't know, getting out of fear so much and well, just processing it more, I guess, maybe. And yep. just really letting it be there and that's okay. Like, it's not like that's a bad thing either. Yeah. One of the things that has been helpful for me, not that I want to rehearse things that I don't want to have happen, but sometimes if I have a lot of fear about something, I do just go there mentally mm-hmm. and just like, what would it be like if someone, like one of my fears is like someone on a live call like this is going to call me out or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that happened and I go there, my knowing is that I would be okay. I would be okay. It might trigger the crap out of me and I might feel that flight or flight. I would be okay. And so I move forward with faith. You know what I mean? Instead of dwelling on my fear and inaction. And the other thing I want to offer that, um, this is something that you play with, like, do you want to build your business on social media? You don't have to. Yeah, no, I thought about that a lot. (laughs) 
you can yeah. be a word of mouth, you know, it's just something to play with because social media is one way. It's not the only way it's an easy way. It's a very yeah. available way, but it's yeah. not the only way. I think if you can keep your blinders on Instagram, <laughs> it is. And that's an art. Yeah. An totally. Art. And, um, one of the things that I did that really served me, even people who are inspirational, if they triggered me or if they made me doubt myself, I just stopped following them. It's a circumstance that I can change that makes my life easier. I don't have to manage my mind around them if I'm not following them. <laughs> so I just stopped following and that, that helped me as well. Okay. Thank you so much. Play a little. <laughs> Thanks a bit. Okay. Any final questions or thoughts before we go for the day? Okay. So then I'm going to just remind you of a a few of the questions that I asked for this call, which is like, are my actions in alignment with what I want? Um, doesn't have to always feel good, but if you say you want this, are you doing the things that are contributing to creating that? Um, and then where in your life can you release the how and open yourself to possibilities of it working in ways that you can't even imagine but that it could like clients come to me from places known and unknown. And I'm going to take action today, but I also leave that door open for other things working for me. Um, and then what are you procrastinating or postponing that you can act on today? Aubin and your podcast, <laughs> just kidding, but not really. <laughs> okay. Hopefully you guys each went in and figured where am I going to you know, act and what do I need to clean up and where do I need to move forward? Um, and that you're not old enough to have a daughter getting married. Yeah. She's, Annette is awesome. Yes. Thank you for everyone sharing. And I will see you on Wednesday at 2 p.m. for our next call. Okay. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Coaching Matrix private podcast. I just wanted to tell you, thank you for being a member. Thank you for being here. I hope you found today's episode helpful for your life and for your business. And I want you to know that I am cheering you on and I will see you in another episode. Bye.